If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, April 8th. U.S. equity futures are trading up. So the NASDAQ is outperforming up about 94 points. That's about 70 basis points. The S&P is up about 11 points. That's about 30 basis points. The Dow is essentially unchanged, up 12 points. That's just about three basis points. So mild outperformance in tech this morning so far. The major European indices are trading up about 35 to 40 basis points. You're seeing underperformance in Europe in some of the value cyclical groups. So basic resources, autos, banks, insurers, and travel leisure stocks are getting hit a decent amount. So you are seeing some profit taking in that sector. Um, outperformance in Europe in utilities, healthcare, telecom, media, tech, luxury stocks, and staples. Asia generally finished higher across the board with some underperformance in Japan. So, you know, again, very, very quiet morning. I think the market is very much in a holding pattern ahead of some, um, you know, upcoming catalysts, specifically earnings, which start next week. The formal Q1 season starts Wednesday morning with the banks. Um, I think investors are also watching to see how the Build Back Better program progresses through Washington. Remember, that is just in its early early days right now. So that has several more months to play out. Um, and I think, you know, those are still kind of the, the major ones, as well as watching the Fed rhetoric evolve over the coming weeks and months um, as it responds to, you know, rapidly improving U.S. Uh, fundamentals. So I think for this morning specifically, you know, a couple items to note. So the FOMC minutes are out uh, Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock. Um, certainly were dovish to the extent anyone thought that there would be some dissent behind the scenes as far as some Fed officials starting to push the conversation around whether there should be tightening down the road. Um, that does not seem to be taking place. The Fed looks like it is very consistent as far as its messaging across the policy spectrum in terms of doves and hawks. Um, you know, again, the, the messaging is very consistent that they acknowledge the improvement in growth. They all acknowledge that there will be affirming of inflation in the coming months. They all dismiss the uh, inflation um, bulge as being anything more than um, temporary, driven by base effects, uh, supply chain strains. Um, you know, they still think that underlying inflation remains relatively tepid, and they all say that the economy is still a long way from the Fed's mandate. So, no discussion on tapering as of yet. Certainly, no discussion on raising rates. So, the Fed minutes are being cited by a lot of the wires this morning for the lift in equities. Um, you know, I also think you have a couple of other items. So there was an article on Reuters last night just saying how the White House is willing to compromise on the corporate rate, probably around 25%. Remember, that's the um, ceiling that Manchin has set out as far as, um, you know, as high as, a corporate, as high as he wants to see the corporate rate go. So, you know, that's up just about 400 basis points from the present corporate rate of 21% and obviously down from the 28% that Biden has proposed initially. So I think if you kind of step back, you know, I think the market should really be not focusing too much on the White House at this point. The White House has put out its corporate tax plan. Um, all the details are, are known at this point in time. What you saw one day is, you know, the White House is kind of embarking on a marketing campaign as they look to overcome some of the resistance in Congress. 
the the key that markets should be focusing on right now is you know watching how this plays out in Congress. So I think a couple of things um, can be said at this point in time. Clearly, Democrats are going to be relying on reconciliation. Um, there's very unlikely to be any type of uh, Republican participation, especially in the Senate. The majorities that Democrats have in the Senate and the House are about as thin as you can get, meaning that they will have to have um, pretty much 100% participation, definitely in the Senate um, and pretty much in the House. As we look into next week, the House Democratic House majority falls to about six people, which means Pelosi can't lose more than three for any given vote. Now, that will change going forward. You know, th- there are a lot of kind of special elections coming up. Um, so the House major- the Democratic House majority could advance a tiny bit. But in general, Democrats need to have 100% um, participation to get any uh, major legislation through going forward. It looks very likely the corporate will cap out at 25%. Member Manchin has been uh, on the tape very explicit about 25% being his ceiling. And he claims that there are six to seven other Democrats that feel similar to him. And then I think it's also safe to say that you're probably going to see the reinstatement of the SALT deduction. Um, you know, remember, there are a lot of House Democrats that are insisting on that getting put into any um, incremental fiscal bill. Without them, there won't be any legislation that can move forward in the House. So I, I would say that that is also a safe assumption at this point in time. Um, and then I personally think, think that the, you know, the global minimum tax um, impetus, while there is some certainly some, um, you know, intellectual underpinning for having that get put in place, it just seems very, very complex um, and I kind of liken it to the Paul Ryan border adjustment tax that, you know, kind of collapsed under the weight of its own complexity. So, um, you know, I think those are the operating assumptions that that people are kind of have in their minds right now as, as they watch how this thing unfolds. But it's still very early in the process. Um, you have a lot more time to go before you kind of see any type of um, any type of real progress in Congress. Um, so that's the tax front. You know, on the Fed, I already kind of went through a lot of it. Um, very consistent at the moment as far as messaging. You know, if things continue on the present pace, which it looks like they will, um, we're going to have a lot of months of very strong jobs growth. You're going to see months of firming inflation. I, I still think you're going to see some officials start to break from that consensus message um, and just kind of broach the possibility of having a taper at the end of the year in terms of um, asset purchases. I mean, that's very, very, very mild tightening up policy. You're still going to be extraordinarily accommodative. On the COVID front, nothing real new to say this morning. You know, the U.S. is still, um, you know, the market in the U.S. is focusing on the vaccination pace, with re- which remains very positive. Um, you know, again, I think the U.S. is very much on track to achieve herd immunity by May. Um, the transmission figures in the U.S. are ticking higher as well, but vaccinations are really what's driving sentiment. And that is, um, again, very, very bullish. Um, the story obviously is different in Europe, you know, specifically because this AstraZeneca vaccine continues to come under um, regulatory safety scrutiny. You had a lot of headlines out yesterday around it. Um, you, you know, so it, the fact that Europe placed a lot of its vaccine eggs in the AstraZeneca basket, at least in the in- initial stages of its inoculation process, is certainly hampering it. The AstraZeneca supply situation actually is not as grim as some of the headlines would suggest. It's more people's willingness to take that specific vaccine that's really slowing the process in Europe. Um, so definitely U.S. and Europe on two different tracks with um, regards to the inoculation pace. The U.S. probably doesn't, won't ever need the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, you know, again, it's being powered by Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson, Johnson. Um, you know, it's likely you're going to see herd immunity achieved in the U.S. without AstraZeneca ever hitting the market. 
Um, nothing all that dramatic this morning on Ecodata. Um, and that's kind of really it this morning. No major company-specific headlines. A couple of in, you know interesting items to note. I have them all in the piece this morning. Um, a bunch of the various different M and A headlines too. Just on the calendar for today, quickly. Um, it you know it should be very quiet. So you have a couple of earnings reports: Conagra, Constellation Brands in the morning, uh, Levi's after the close. Powell will be participating in an IMF panel at noon. That should not be a very ma- uh, that should not be a major catalyst. Um, you know, he's unlikely to kind of make a major policy statement during that. Next Wednesday, you do have Powell and Clarita both delivering speeches. So those could be more important, but I I doubt you're going to see anything major from Powell today. And then you just have the weekly claims at 8.30. Otherwise, today is um, very quiet. Um, And just quickly looking at tomorrow, it's also going to be very quiet. You know, next week is when things start to get very busy. You have a lot of macro events next week. You have a ton of Chinese economic data, including Q1 GDP, Next Friday, the 16th, you have U.S. inflation, including the CPI on Tuesday. Um, Fed speakers, like I said, Powell and Corita both speaking on Wednesday. Biden will be hosting his first um, state greeting. He'll be hosting the Japanese prime minister on next Friday. And then earnings will kick off um, Wednesday morning with the banks. And then you have a lot of other names Thursday uh, and Friday. So that is everything for today. Thank you for listening.